Hey everyone, roll with us here while we get started. I just want to start off with our session one. Oh, sorry, my stomach just rumbled. And I want to start off before we do anything <laughs> by introducing our players. I am Rob, I will be your dungeon master. I have with me today the full team of Sarah. Are we introducing our characters or just saying hi? No, just just saying hi. <laughs> just like that. That was perfect. Pat? Yes. <laughs> Tyler? Yes. And Gordon? Best for last, I see. Oh, man. Bring it in with the cool. And we're going to get started today with our Quasi-steampunk, quasi-Eberron, Dungeons and Dragons. How's everyone doing today? Glad the week's almost over. Yeah, been pretty tired from sneezing in people's faces and high fives, but doing all right otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> June 2020. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. For posterity, cool. mid-quarantine. As Isabel would say, it's Friday Eve. That's true. It's... And we're just gonna dive right in. And here we begin. In the shadow of the Tolstoy Mountains lies the town of Hemingway, a large town that serves as the central trading area for the southeast area of Ataria. The town of Hemingway seems alive in preparations for the Harvest Fair. The event both celebrates the end of harvest season and the beginning of open season, which is when a lot of the hunting happens, of course. The event has a number of fair activities and rides. The winner gets the winner of an event that we'll talk about later will get a prize. For those attending, this year's festival is a welcome respite from the hardships that have been plaguing the town. About six months ago, almost overnight, the continent of Magna Enove mysteriously lost nearly 50% of its fresh water. Rivers began to run dry, great lakes were reduced to series of small ponds, broad fields of endless green became dusty flatlands with tough, patchy grass. Dust storms and famine became ubiquitous in the country of Otaria and abroad. Now it rains about once every four weeks for exactly two hours and twelve minutes, usually producing between two to five inches of rain. The time is predictable and reliable one of the only things keeping the nation from total collapse. As we head into harvest season, season, times are expected to be tougher. The summer was unusually hot, and the next six months we'll see even more restrictions on water until, hopefully, the spring ice melt makes everything a little bit better and ideally fixes the drought issues. 
Recently, there have been strange happenings across the land. Largely indifferent animals have been attacking town outskirts in small traveling parties in search of food. Cultists and anarchists are on the rise amid civil unrest. Gnolls, goblins, and other uncivilized races have been breaking long-standing though unwritten truces, raiding and pillaging towns and villages out of desperation. Their forces now are moving with more sophisticated and organized methods than would normally be expected from these people. Rumors have begun spreading of drow, tieflings, and even eldritch horrors in the wilds of the surrounding countries. The southeast border brings word that these monsters are already on Otaria's doorstep, preparing legions to storm the front. On the eve of the festival, two pairs of adventurers are heading into Hemingway. One just arriving for the first time, the other having been there for a week and a half or so. Little do they know, tomorrow's events will be the opening moves of a much larger game, of which they will likely be major players, for better or worse. Cirilla and Velavra, you enter the town from the southwest, as the dirt road has turned to cobblestone. Small medieval-style buildings surround you as you enter. The road you are on looks to be directing you toward the center of town, which you cannot yet see. From farther away, you saw a large, wide building in the middle of the town, with a short tower rising above the center. What would you like to do? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just walking forward on the path, you know, heading towards the large tower, I guess. Sure. Are there other people traveling on this road? Uh, yeah, there are. As you're moving in, there are other people moving around. The whole town is busy. Everyone looks to be putting up decorations, preparing various things. It's pretty, pretty, you know, busy. Lively happening. Okay. Um, yeah. Just just traveling to town, I guess. Great. Is there a town center, like, where the harvest festival's, like, starting, or is that not for a couple days? You know that the har- harvest harvest the harvest festival is soon. You're not sure exactly when, and you're not sure exactly where in town it's going to take place. But from the looks of it, then it looks like it's probably going to be a big citywide event and there'll be little things all around. As far as a central part of town, you're not 100% sure yet because you've never been here. Well, we probably have to register or something if we want to compete in any of the uh, going zones. Let's see if we can find a useful, knowledgeable person to help us with that. We'll have to find somewhere to stay, too. Also a good call. Alright, so you're just going to continue along on the road? That's the plan. Great. Lysander and Guido, you are headed into town from pretty much the north. Guido, as a resident of this town, you know a bit about the Harvest Festival, even though you've never actually attended because you're kind of a loner and also a robot, kind of. Fair. Yeah, that is that. So you've never really had any interest in the project before this year. Lysander, you know 
whatever Guido's told you of the festival, which isn't that much, and you know that it's a thing that's going to happen. Sweet. Are you asking us what we're doing? Or? What, what would what would you like to do? <laughs> okay, well, as we walk into the city, I gesture to Lysander. It's like, I don't care. Guido doesn't care about any of this. But you already know that, because Guido told you. <laughs> oh. Excellent roleplay. Well, not everyone will adopt the traditions of everywhere they've moved. Still, quite the excitement. An exciting time, I see. Guido agrees. People seem excited around this time of year. Must be good uh, for business, then. Uh, like we left off last time, are we headed to my home? This is about a couple weeks later. So this is about a week and a half later. The The other group has traveled from the other city to there. So for you, it's actually probably only been three or four days. Gotcha. So you've already presumably gone home. Okay. Then I guess we're just walking around looking for crowds. Yeah. Lysander, I assume, is not leading because he doesn't know the town that well, but I'm probably more interested in exploring than you are. Uh, I'm slightly following Guido. I have my notebook out. Just I'm making notes for my almanac. Sure. Yeah. I'm personally more engaged trying to nurse my uh, woodland creature back to life. My malicious insect <laughs> friend. All right. Flashing back, none of you have actually... No, I don't want to flash back yet. Guido and Lysander, where are you going? What are you doing? Anything in particular? Uh, Lysander wanted to see the city, so we're stopping by all the magic shops and museums in town. All right, there are three major parts of the city that you would know about. There is the central marketplace, which is aptly named, aptly named in the center. There is Salazar's Corner, another square which is a little bit more well off and where a lot of the nicer, richer, fancier shops are. And then there is the well, which is centered around a well that's basically the town square. That's where the town hall is and some of the other guild houses. Gotcha. So we're explaining where we are relative to that? You're, you're coming in from the north. The center is the central marketplace. Salazar's corner is in the southwest and the well is in the northwest kind of sort right they make like a they make like a triangle okay so we're in that general area all right which one would you like to show them first because they're 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 different places away guido will show them the well all right starting with the well which is the one you're closest to this is where locals get water it is constantly on guard by the guards of otaria's venom which is one of the guilds in town you can identify them with their pearlescent black armor. It's black armor, but as you look at it, then it seems to have faint hints of green that move around like waves, even when the wearer isn't moving. So it's not just caught in the light. It's some kind of enchantment upon the armor itself. If you were to look closely at it, then it would just seem black. But Otaria's Venom basically often serve as city guards with some of their lower ranking guild members. Gotcha. Lysander, look at black men. Black men with shiny armor. Black men can be dangerous with shiny armor. Mm, yes, members of Otaria's Venom. Such a travesty to see that they're reduced to guarding water these days. I think times have come to this. Yeah, water precious resource. Guido don't need water, but other people do. Guido gets water here for other people. Mm, a noble service, then. <clears throat> yes, Guido noble. It's well known that the well is also a gossip hub. And many people gather here 
and there's a <laughs> around um, the watering hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a world where there's very little water, then this is a place that people go to often. So it's also a place where people have used as just a hub of hanging out. It's it's basically a giant office water cooler area. It's like the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a watering <laughs> hole. So can we hear any interesting conversations around us then? Why don't you, for the first roll of the campaign, make a perception check? You just jinxed to be a nat one. Both of us, just him. Ooh. Just him, you're not yeah. interested. That's a nine total. <laughs> As you're listening, you definitely hear a lot of conversation about the fair and that it's happening and that it's going to be exciting. Other than that, nothing really specific comes to your ear. Quite a bit of hubbub about the fair. Quite the local event then. Uh, Glad to see it's not, uh, the drought hasn't gotten all the spirits down. Yeah, you're right. People are definitely in better spirits this time of year. It's immediately after the festival that things start to get really bad. Oh dear, well I hope they'll have prepared for that. Never. They're never prepared for that. Anyway, what would you like to see next? Oh, so you'd mentioned the Central Market. Let's take a jaunt over there. Rita takes me to the Central Market. Alright. Valaverin and Cirilla. At this point, you have pretty much made it into the central marketplace. And as you enter it, can you both make a perception check for me? Uh, 12. And a uh, 16. All right, a 12 and a 16. <laughs> as, as you look around, the first thing that you immediately see upon entering is the larger building that you saw before. It's a little bit taller than all of the other buildings just at space, but then the small tower in the middle that you saw before is actually a large clock tower. That basically tells the time. As the marketplace, a clock tower is a very convenient way to, for all people to know what time is going on for the hours of business. As you look around, you begin to see some of the shops. The most prominent shop on the opposite side from the clock tower is Guido's Butcher Shop. It just looks to be a butcher shop. You don't see why anything would be particularly special about it, but there's a line out the door as people are looking around at it and you and as you're looking at the shop you notice that it's not very big. It looks to be just a family run shop. Some of the other things you see are a couple of guild houses, one for the roots of the earth which are generally for more earthy types of things. They are in charge of various things such as hunting consumable objects a lot in delivery they'll take care they'll be in charge of a lot of the outdoors themes thing outdoorsy themed things like like, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like rei but a lot of hunters farmers tailors and butchers would would report to them you also see like tractor supply yeah sure they're yeah i guess they're like an outlander Type. You see yeah. the Bastions of the Hearth Guildhouse and the Tempered Anvil Guildhouse. Bastions of the Hearth is builders in general, and Tempered Anvil is smithing for the most part. You see a bunch of stalls in the middle where people are beginning to set up for tomorrow's festivities. It looks like this normally would be a big food market, and some of that is still there, but nothing particularly big because they are preparing for tomorrow's festival so a lot of the resources are being put into that you also notice at the center 
of the clock tower, a store called the Everyman. And then you also finally see the Green Harvest, which looks to be an inn-type building. Over on the opposite side of the square from you, you're coming in from the south. The Green Harvest is on the north. The clock tower is to your west, and Guido's is to your east, because that's the last direction. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Ooh, so it looks like here's where everything's going to be happening. All right, well, maybe we should uh, secure that room first at the inn, and then we'll see if they can point us in the direction of uh, any of the goings on there. So we head to the, what is it, the Green Harvest? The, the Green Den. Harvest. The Green Harvest is our destination. All right, you going in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, as you walk in, the it's a nice, warm inn. Very cozy looking. There's probably only seven or eight tables in total, but they're pretty big. They're more round table style as opposed to straight tables. And there are a good number of patrons there. There's probably, by your estimate, 30 or 40 in there. It's at about a quarter capacity. It's not that full, but it, it holds a good amount of people. You can smell all of the food cooking. It's probably three or four, so it's not a combination of lunches and dinnerish smells, so more of a lighter smell, as opposed to like turkey and mutton and heavier dinnery type stuff. At the bar of this, you see a thin and tall for a halfling female with long brown tangles, and she has just plain working clothes and rolled up sleeves. She looks to be serving someone at the bar, and they walk away. She sees you approaching, and she says, Hey, how's it going? How can I help you? I wonder if there are any rooms available for a couple nights. Sure, a couple nights. I assume you're here for the festival? Indeed. Great. Well, you've picked the best inn in town. Uh, From what we gathered, it was the place to be. Yeah. This is where all the fun happens. Now, for how many nights are you planning on staying? Oh, well, uh, at least a couple. Maybe we can as we go? Sure. Well, for those first couple, I can give you a discount for the two nights. So let's put it at, and she pulls out her ledger and her discount book and her time of year. Because of the Harvest Festival, this is going to run you about five silver between the two of you. Breaking the bank. Uh, I hand her the silver. Are you both getting rooms, or are you getting one room? Uh, we've been traveling together for, what, a week now? Plus? Yeah, week, week and a half. I'm assuming that we would just get a shared room between the two of us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Cyrilla says otherwise. I <laughs> 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 hand nice, uh, innkeeper five silver and ask her her name. Ah, I'm Erica DeMartin, and she puts out her hand to shake yours. I shake her hand. And it's a, her. yeah, it's a, it's a pretty firm handshake. And she says, once once we're done here, then Zeno will show you to your rooms. Now, you two look like you're maybe a little weary from travel, but were you thinking of participating in the event? Ah, oh, I actually wanted to ask about that. Um, we're new in town. We've never been to the, the fair before. Perhaps you could give us a rundown on what all we could expect? Have you ever been to a fair before? Uh, well, certainly nothing like this. Uh, there's people everywhere. Well, of course, there's all the things you can expect from any decent fair coming in town. There'll be all kinds of games and 
and prizes that you can win from those games, as per usual. But the real jewel of it, of this, is the Master of Harvest competition. The uh, Master of Harvest. So like, farmers and stuff? Not quite. Anyone can join. It's a competition that involves six games throughout the day for the teams. Some involve both members, some just one. And it goes through all of the stages of the harvest. Wow, that sounds like quite an involved event. Yeah, it's great. One day, six games. Best person wins. Best team wins, I should say. Ah, team game. Well, we make quite the team. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Sometimes we finish each other's... <laughs> I don't think we're that good yet. <laughs> 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 She's looking at you and says, each other's what? Ah, uh, well. Great, yeah, so the Harvest Festival usually takes place in teams of two. Well, so that's convenient. Like you've, already, you've already got your team set up. Good, do we need to register anywhere? Or the whoever shows up type of thing? There's an entrance fee, of course, but you can either register with me, you can register over at the other inn, the Merchant's Rest, you can register at the Everyman, and you can register at Town Hall. And it's all the same? They keep track of it together? Oh yeah, we all pull it into one collective. Okay. Uh, could you tell us more about the events? You said there were six of them throughout the day? Mm. Trying to get a jump on the competition, huh? Well, I like to be prepared for whatever I'm going to be facing. I'm afraid I can't help you there. Oh, is it a secret? The events change a little bit every year and the specifics are never known. You can always be sure that you'll have some tests of strength, some tests of skill, Maybe and some, some tests- constitution or dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> and others that will test your mind. <laughs> so imagine there's a prize at the end of this. What's that? Well, the winner, of course, usually gets some money and they drink for free until the end of the festival. Now you're talking. Sounds like a prize worth winning to me. Sounds like a prize worth winning to me. Okay, Erica, what'll the entrance fee cost us? And well, do we need a team get... name? Because uh, I might need some time to think on that one. <laughs> you don't have to give me the team name now. The entrance fee is two gold per team. All right, what do you say, Cirilla? Are we in? I think it sounds like a lot of fun. I know. All right, you got us hooked, Erica. Here you go. Hand over. Uh, How much? Oh, that's your last word. Uh, my gold. Okay. My, yeah, one each, I'm assuming. You know, All right, sure. Years. Yeah. She takes it, and she's, she takes a look at both of you. We're both pretty unique looking. If you Once you have your team name, just come up and talk to me again. All right, will do. Great. Thanks again for the room. Of course, that's literally my job. <laughs> All right, as you are walking by, you also see the looking through my nooch there it is you see on the wall a gray house with a sorry a greenhouse with a gold tree coming from it and behind that there is an axe shaped shield so it looks like the blade of an axe with a jagged two-tone gray and dark green on it and this is the symbol that you would know to be of the bastions of the hearth any inn would have this symbol to represent that as legitimate. So any legal in would have that. Just so you know, you know it's good and legitimate. Okay. Good 
surprised we were able to find a room this close to the festival today. Such a legitimate well, she... inn like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did say there were a few inns in town, so maybe the other ones are booked up. What would you guys like to do now? Uh, said it's like mid-afternoon-ish? Yeah, late, late afternoon, mid-late afternoon. Four or five. Okay. Uh, I want to go investigate the, uh, the smithing guild hall. Sure. And as you head to do that, let's check in with... I, I'm never going to get these names. Lysander and Guido. Okay. Lysander and Guido, you have just <laughs> arrived. <laughs> Guido powers on. In the, in the central marketplace as well. Cool. It looks exactly the same as when I described it a couple minutes ago. Lysander, we have arrived. Indeed, quite the lively place. <clears throat> that is your family's butcher shop there? It is. That's Guido's family. Speaks very His well family to is it. the Guido family. Speaks very well to it to see how popular it is with the populace. Yes, Guido family works very hard. Other families also got run out of town, so Guido is only business in town. Good for Guido family. Ah, a sharp business acumen. <laughs> Would you like to meet Guido family? Certainly, I can stock up on jerky for my travels while I'm there. Wonderful. And I take him to the uh, Guido Butcher Shop. Not only is the Guido's Butcher Shop the only major butcher shop in town, but it is one of the more famous in the area, especially for their dry-aged beef, which is shipped all around the country and other stuff. Oh, sorry, and their, their exotic meats which are often brought in by Guido. Uh-huh. You're welcome. <laughs> are you are you going in the front? Uh yeah, but we're just pushing our way through. Okay. Sure. You see Nicolo and today it's actually Santo helping him out, which is the son. So Nicolo is the head butcher of Guido's. You would know he's a very nice guy. But he's also very easily angered. He's very loud, but he doesn't really hold grudges. He has dark skin, a thick receding beard, and large scarred hands. He's missing half of his left thumb, assume, presumably from a old, old butchering incident. He often tends to make jokes that are indistinguishable from whether he's mad or not, which can sometimes get really confusing. Nicolo is an angsty angsty teen, thinks he's cool. Nicolo Santo. Sorry, Santo is the late late teens, probably, and he's still sporting that same pompadour that he previously had. It's the Bart Simpson of Butcher's Sons. <laughs> he has a lot of his dad's temper, but he's, he's overall, he's a good kid. Probably. Kind of a shithead, though. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, we bust through the line, push our way to the front, and I go, Niccolo, Santo, thumbs up. Look, I brought Lizard. <laughs> Niccolo laughs, and he gives you the thumbs up. Have you met them yet? No, right? No. Okay. He gives you the thumb up with his missing thumb. And I return it. <laughs> and he says, hey, how you doing? 45? 45. And he hands a customer the meat, and they leave. Yeah, Hi, cool, your, cool. Your, your name is Lizard? Ah, uh, no. That's just what Guido's taken to calling me. 
I am Sir Lysander Aloysius Normlock. Pleasure to meet you. Well, I like Lizard better. Um, <laughs> Sunto, can you get the the worst from out the back? They're basically like talking to you as they're working in broken conversation. Because anything you need? Ah, uh, Guido just thought to take me here so I could stock up on some jerky before I head out on my travels in a few days. Lizard helped save Guido, Guido's life. Guido is indebted to Lizard. Oh, we fought huh. those. We fought those monstrosities quite equally, Guido. If not for Lizard, Guido wouldn't be able to bring exotic meats to Guido family. Guido family should be grateful. Well, that we are. Not only that we get to keep our meat supply, but also that we didn't lose a dear family friend. I think that Francesca's out back. If you want to go and talk to her, we're a little busy at the moment. It's not as busy as it was the last time you were here. It looks much more manageable, but it's it's as busy as normal. Good, Niccolo. Thank you, Niccolo. And then we'll go back. All right. To Francesca. <laughs> All right, yeah, you're going back out to the freezer area where you were before. Okay. As you walk into the freezer, it's obviously kind of chilly. There are... It's about half full now. Actually, no, It's a, you got the shipment back, so it's probably closer to three quarters full now because they were able to cool. get the shipment and get all of that stuff working. The huge boar that you caught is now, like, caught and cleaned. It hasn't actually been cut yet, but it basically is twice as big as anything else in, in the freezer. Very nice, very nice. So yeah. I go, Francesca, lizard. Lizard, Francesca. Yeah, so there's there's a back office that you can go into where she is probably just doing paperwork and stuff. She looks up and she says, Oh, hello, lizard. It's nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Sir Lysander Aloysius Nuremlock. Lizard degree. Fran <laughs> Fran Francesca is... She's thick. Um, she's got a very motherly figure. She's also very fiery at times. Very passionate. She has very bright, intelligent eyes. She says to you, Oh, hi, Liz Lizard. What what can I do for you? Uh, Guido was introducing me uh, to the shop. I helped him recover a shipment that had gone astray. Oh, that was, that was thanks to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That really helped us out. Oh, nothing to worry about. We all must look out for each other in these tough times. Yeah, that's definitely true, especially with the... With the happenings and all. What can I do for you? I was hoping to stock up on some rations. Make sure I have enough before I head out on the road in a couple of days. Oh, sure. I think, from what we've been told, then I would say that these are on the house. And she goes and she heads into the front where all the meats are, grabs a selection, and she hands them to you. You get about a week worth of dried meat just for you. So it's like a good amount. Oh, you're much too kind. Thank you. Yeah. To be more specific, it's like seven meals worth. Seven meat rations. And I'll just sort of slip that into my pack without really paying attention to where it goes. Okay. Pack doesn't change size at all. You have the bag of holding at this point? Yes. Okay. Damn right, you guys. Right. Uh, cool. I mean, I say hi and everything, but that's kind of all we had to do. Then. Yeah. Francesca comes up to you as you leave and she says, Oh, it was so good to see you. And she... Uh, gives you the classic two kisses on one kiss on each cheek and all right i goes, go human <laughs> goes to lysander <laughs> does the same thing i really can't thank you enough a uh, pleasure to meet you madam yeah and with that you're 
Dude, Yagitos is done. A couple of shops that you would know a little bit more about than the other party just from stuff. The Everyman you know is a general supplies store. That's where you get any kind of general adventuring supplies you look for. Food. They have limited water, but mostly just water holders. You can get candy, small toys, toiletries. Bigger adventuring stuff would be found there, like tents and the like. You also know that there is Fizzy Wilkes Tinkering Shop, which is a tinkering shop, of course. Guido would, uh, Guido would have never actually gone in there, so he wouldn't know that much about what it looks like inside. Sure, there I'll is also a baker. And, and a, I'll just mention all these things to... Uh... Yeah. And there's also one more, the Silver Chandelier, which is a essentially a pawn shop. And you can find a lot of weird shit there. Lysander, outdoor things, tinkering shop. Mm, tinkering shop is quite interesting. Uh, business before pleasure, though. I best stop into the generals store. Uh, need to <clears throat> make sure I have enough ammunition after our adventure here. Say, patting the firearm at my side. Good idea. I'll head into right. the everyman's. Can I have all four of you make perception checks for me? Ooh, let's see. 22. 17. That is a 10 for me. And a 24 Ooh. off of a nat 20 for Lysander. Perceptive as hell. Woo, first nat 20 of the campaign. Hey. Flavrin, you're just kind of doing your thing. Just looking yeah. around the shops, taking in the world. You were headed toward the smithing guild? Yeah, that's the general direction. Yeah. Guido and Lysander, as you're looking around, you see in the crowd that there is a strange-ish looking blue... Cirilla, you're half-elf as well, right? Yeah. You see a strange, pretty tall, blue elf. I'm five foot four. What? What? I'm five foot four. Oh. So, so not very tall. <laughs> Elf, you're an Aladrin, correct? Yes. Is it a guess? Yes. Okay. Aladrin <laughs> <laughs> Elf, which neither of you would have seen before. Just just an interesting looking person. You don't necessarily need to act on it, but... Hey, yeah. that is the most peculiar pigmentation on that Elf. You think it's natural? Cirilla. You see a, a Warforged just, like, chilling. And that's not generally what Warforged do. Like, just, like, walking with a guy, and they're just talking to each other. Kind of just, like, relaxing excitedly. And most Warforged that any of you would have known about, other than Guido, would have been, like, on war fronts and stuff. You, you may have seen them in person, but never, like, just, like, chilling in a town square walking around. Cool, so we see each other? You would cross, you would cross paths. Okay. Uh, I just point very obviously and stare at the labyrinth. I'm not agreeing on that. No need to be rude. Lizard, what's that? <laughs> uh, not quite sure myself. From the ears, I would assume an elf, but I've never seen one with quite that coloring before. Possibly one from a more exotic land farther flung than our home country. It's for spending a lot of time talking about Vlaverin, why don't you explain what they see with really good detail because there was a crit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I am 
Uh, I don't think close enough to hear them or anything, but for for the sake of argument, uh, they see a five foot four elf uh, walking towards them with appears to be blue skin and uh, long wavy hair and carrying a large blade. You know, basically your gen general elf uh, appearances, but surprisingly blue at the moment. It's not, like, it's not like bright blue, but it's enough to notice. Yeah, it's, it's enough to notice. It's got to like a, a tinge to it. Like you yeah. definitely wouldn't uh, think it was a trick of the eye. It's, it's you know, nice skin color. Yeah, deep set eyes, just just walking, normal, talking to uh, my friend, another elf who's walking beside me, or half elf. Yep, that's what I see. <laughs> but I want to know more. Guido thinks he looks cold. I don't know. He seems to be that. dressed pretty warmly. Guido doesn't know. Guido wants to touch <laughs> that. Uh, I am dressed in leather adventuring armor um, that looks to be made out of miscellaneous furs and such, and appears comfortable and free flowing. Wouldn't Guido give you the impression that I was cold. Guido wants to touch the elf, but Guido does not want to be rude. So, Lizard, you must touch elf. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, those things just are not done. Must introduce yourself first, make sure they are comfortable with that, and once that relationship has been established, then you can perceive the touching. That is how most humanoid courting rituals proceed. I just look very disappointed at Lizard. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Guido is obsessed with this elf, so I just walk right up to him and touch him. Or at least try to touch him. Do subtly or not or subtly? Well, he's wearing a lot of clothes, so I'm guessing I'm touching his face, because that's some of the only exposed skin I can see. <laughs> so, I mean, like, do you want to sneak up on him, or are you just going to walk out with your finger out? Uh, no, I'm probably just going to walk out. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, I am probably concerned that this large Warforged creature is walking towards me to touch my face. Yeah. Just pointing at you ominously. How tall is Guido? Yeah, while, while just pointing me down. Uh... How tall is Guido? Why doesn't, Six, five, ten. why doesn't Guido give himself a description of himself? Uh, Guido is a 5'10 warforged who is wearing, I believe, just light leather armor. Um, and with a cloak wrapped loosely around his shoulders. Looks like there's a hood portion, but I don't have it up at the moment. And uh, you can't see any weapons on him except for what looks like an obscured bow that could be underneath this book. Warforged generally are creatures made out of metal and wood and magic. And stone and yeah. They they basically look like like cyborgs almost. Yeah, and they also haven't been around for very long. I think I read that they've been you know, they've range of construction from being recent to like 30 years old mm -hmm. but i definitely have been around you know i was one of the earlier models i look a little banged up not fresh off the assembly line if you know what i mean in eberron they're close to 30 or 40 years old you're probably closer to 50 as far as total time that warforged have existed gotcha this as this large uh, contraption is approaching me, I just slowly put my hands up because I think it might be like part of the city watch or something. And I don't know if I've done something wrong. Can I it sounds like I it sounds like I successfully touch him. Can I have you make competing <laughs> dexterity checks? Sure. 
Just check yeah, the saves. Just to check. Um, we don't check. Uh, it's an eight. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, ten for Guido versus an eight for Valaverin. Yeah, you. He goes to swat your hand away, and you do like a cool loop-de-loop -loop thing, and you go over his hand, and then you touch him. And is it? There's like an awkward moment where his hand, his finger, is just on your cheek. <laughs> is it cold? Not as cold as I thought. No, that's a question for, for Valaf. Uh, yes, yes. His finger is, is surprisingly cold. <laughs> <laughs> it is metal or stone or wood, so it's a good chance. You, you still have touch receptors, but yeah, your body temperature isn't overly warm because you're metal and stone and wood. Mm. But when you when you touch them, it's... It's colder than you. It's like it's like sticking your hand in a snow cone, basically. Okay. Finger in a snow cone, I guess. Uh, I say, me Guido. And then I look back at Blizzard and say, like snow cone. <laughs> I, I do believe you're making young man uncomfortable, Guido. I slowly back away from the creature with is, his finger on my Is Valeverin female? I believe it's a young woman. You cannot... Immediately tell. Okay. Uh, uh. Long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Long hair, very androgynous. Uh, I amend my statement then. I do believe you're making them uncomfortable, Guido. Uh, Guido did not think that that was an option and recoils <laughs> with regret. Oh, okay. Um, thank you then. Did, did we do something wrong? Oh, no, no, please forgive my friend here. I uh, saw your uh, unusual pigmentation for this area and could not contain his curiosity. I wish to know if it indicated a higher or lower body temperature than uh, most humanoids. Uh, yes, um, well, no, I'm not, not from the area. I'm uh, from the Feywilds, I guess. <laughs> Guido knows you're not from the area. The Feywilds, you say? Exotic locale, not one I've made my way to in my travels. Yes, I admit I haven't been there much myself. Um, I was born in this land, but my mother was from the area. Ah, I Robert see. Here. And so, there, that explains my uh, pigmented skin, I suppose. Although it's not always blue. Truly. It, uh, it varies with my mood, you see. Some days are a little more red, or green and some days are blue or brownish. How incredibly bits of fascinating. Yellow. And I'll pull out my notebook, start making the quick notes on that, a small sketch of the Lavrin. Sure. Yeah, did we exchange names? Lysander has introduced himself? No, no. I don't think so. No. Oh, we know if Lysander okay. introduced himself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to stand there for three minutes while he tells us his name. Did you want to yeah. make a performance on your drawing, or do we just want to assume uh, that you draw it accurately? Nah, I'm just making a quick sketch. Okay. Uh, I put my hand on my chest again and say Guido, and then I look at... Uh, I'm sorry, Sarah. What's your character's name? Cirilla. <laughs> and then I just stare at Cirilla. Expectingly. Uh, I <laughs> notice that Lysander is kind of sketching me, and I just stand there awkwardly, like not sure what to do with myself, but allowing him to, to draw as I 
close. The ahead. four of you are also s sorry. Sorry, Sorlali. <laughs> like, go ahead. She said, "Go hide Guido and Sorella, and put my hand out to shake his hand." Lots of yeah, interesting people we, around. Cool. Guido grabs her hand and examines it closely. <laughs> <laughs> make an inspection check. Oh damn! Make an inspection. Investigation check. Sorry. Wow. Oh, a Ten. <laughs> what, what does he notice in your hand? Anything interesting? It's basically just a hand. <laughs> <laughs> And Srilla, why don't you describe yourself? Uh, Srilla is a half-elf, um, slightly taller than the Labyrinth. Um, she's got pale, normal-colored skin, red hair, green eyes. She's generally wearing some sort of long, flowy skirt. Cool. And she has really normal hands. She has normal hands. <laughs> she has very normal hands. <laughs> Almost too normal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll sort of hear the introduction uh, while I'm sketching this look up. Oh, I'm sorry, terribly rude of me. Sir Lysinger Aloysius Norumlock. Pleasure to meet you. I, uh, I'm taken aback for a second, but I just say, oh, um, the Labyrinth of Helkir. Nice to meet you. And, and did you say Guido? Yes. Guido said Guido. <laughs> And Lysander, why don't you describe yourself as you just introduced yourself? To who just introduced himself? Uh, so Lysander is a just over six feet tall human, late 40s, early 50s. Uh, black hair is like just starting to pepper on the sides. Mustache is still nice, full, <clears throat> but trimmed quite neatly. He's dressed in like full Victorian safari garb, just pipe helmet. A safari jacket and pants. Uh, his side, he has a pistol holstered, and uh, his traveling pack on his back. Just well weathered. Looks like he spent most of his life outdoors. Oh, glasses. Yep, glasses. I wear glasses. <laughs> um, as we're going through our introductions, I just say to Lysander and Guido. So are you two competing in the uh, the Harvest Fair games tomorrow then? Games? Guido, you did not mention there were games at the festival. So Guido left out one little bit about games. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like kind of a major part of the festival to me. <laughs> Festival's boring. Games are fun, but prizes no good. Just drinking. Guido doesn't drink it. Doesn't drinking. Oh, well, yeah, I suppose it wouldn't be as fun for... I'm sorry, are you a robot? Yes. I've never met a Warforged in person before. Guido's not made the same stuff as Lizard. Or... Lizard? Vil or Vil... Villa's fine. Or Villa's fine. <laughs> no, what the hell? <laughs> no, no, I, I believe he has trouble pronouncing my name. Uh, right, L Lysander, you said, yes? Yes, Lysander. You seem like you've been on many an adventure yourself. Uh, I fancy myself a bit of an explorer. I've been traveling for quite a few years now, uh, trying to see as much of the continent as I can. <clears throat> Make my notes. I wish to publish the definitive guide for this country. <clears throat> of course, who can resist hunting the nasty beasties one can find in the farther-flung regions of these lands? Ah, uh, the stories you must have. Save. As you guys are sorry, as you guys are talking, 
then people are just kind of walking around you. You just kind of stopped in the middle of a busy square where, like, everyone is running <laughs> around trying to get things ready for tomorrow and just started talking and introducing yourself to each other. Um, unavoidable when a robot comes up and touches your face and then a man follows us and starts catching you. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I've been held against my will, by it, so to speak. <laughs> it's also notable that some people are interested in Guido, but nobody else seems to pay any mind to the Warforged, and the Laverin is much more interesting than, than Guido is to most people, as far as passive glances. I'm starting to notice the uh, multiple passing glances and getting a bit uncomfortable being the center of attention. So I uh, ask my sender if he's done with his sketch. Um. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> Yes, yes, sorry. Didn't mean to hold you. Right. Well, Lysander. Lysander, you want to play games? We can play games. Ah, uh, why not? A good show of sportsmanship is always fun. Good. Then Lizard and Guido can beat Villa's fine. <laughs> yes, um, yes, it was very nice to meet you, Guido. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll high-five him. <laughs> With a 20 on performance check. <laughs> I successfully high-five him. So you know how sometimes you get those high fives that are really loud, but they sting? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. No? Yep. Go on. <laughs> this is not one of those. This is one of those ones where you find that perfect spot, and it just is perfect high five. No, like, tingling sensation, but that same kind of super loud noise, and it makes a little bit of a light ping because of the hand on metal of it, and it is great. It's just a couple of people around you just kind of look and just like nod approvingly of the high five as they're walking by. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted. This ended exactly as planned. <laughs> okay, well, nice meeting you. Uh, we gotta be going now. Perhaps uh, we'll yes, see yes, you around. We have our own errands we should get back to. Hope to see you around the festival. Pleasure chatting. Phil is fine. Cirilla, we will destroy you in battle later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't laugh. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll head back over to the Everyman's shop, as we had originally been heading towards. All right. So for the first twenty feet or so, you guys walk in the same direction, and it's super awkward. <laughs> but then after that, you split off in the Everyman and the. the you were going to the Tempered Anvil, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, they they eventually split off and go to different parts of the square. But that that first walk is in the same direction. It's just kind of awkward. As you walk into the Everyman, then you meet a... You see a dwarven female manning it. She has large glasses. She's wearing overall and has very unkempt hair in a bun. All around, you see shelves of basic supplies there are some smaller things toward the what's it called checkout desk and as you get farther toward the door there are larger items things that would be harder to shoplift quickly you even begin to see it's got a very outdoorsy feel there are canoes there are all kinds of things here Although it looks like she hasn't sold a canoe in a while. Like, they, they look like they've been there a while, and they look that section looks pretty fully stocked. 
as you walk in, there's a couple of other customers in there, so she doesn't pay you any mind, and you're free to look around. I'm just going to start checking around, looking for ammunition for my pistol. Yeah, make a... Make an invest a perception check. Make, an, make a perception check. Can you find uh, no, the light? Uh, yeah. That's a perception. You don't see any ammo. All right, I guess I'll approach the dwarven woman at the desk then. Sure. Hey, how can I help you? Uh, good afternoon, madam. You happen to carry ammunition for firearms at this shop? Ammunition? Bullet. And she... She, no, she looks in a, at one of the... Other area, and she goes, Looks like we're fresh out. Sorry, I can order more. Uh, how long would it take to arrive? I hope to head out of town in a few days. A few days? Mm, it'll get here in four. I suppose I can pro- uh, delay my travels and wait for that. Okay. How much do you need? She takes out a notebook. Yeah. Is there a sort of in- standard size for packages of ammunition in this world? I'd probably come in. 20. Oh, I thought you said plenty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you right. If that's how you want to play it, you, you can get a little, a lot, or a boatload. Uh, three packs of 20 should do until I stop make my way to the next major city. All right. Uh, Guido goes up. Guido just goes up very uh, sneakily to Lizard, whispers in his ear. He's like, ask games. Ask, couldn't hear that? Ask about games. I'll finish the transaction for the ammunition first. Sure, that'll run you however much ammunition costs. I don't have it up, so I'm just going to ballpark it. Here is going to be a little bit more expensive, so it's going to cost you about eight silver. Okay. Uh, Yes, uh, good call, Guido. Uh, The festival games. Uh, Do you know where one would sign up for those? Well, you could sign up right here. Ah, Excellent. The two of us wish to enter, then. Guido, you're entering the games? Guido doesn't want to enter the games, but Guido <laughs> needs to help Lizard win the games and defeat Guido's enemies. <laughs> Sinead Okarth, the person manning this, knows you to be a pretty gentle and kind Warforged, so the fact that you're just, like, kind of casually throwing out, like, needs to destroy his enemies, like, throws her off a little bit. Just, oh, okay. Well, that'd be too gold for entry. Why did it get so Yoda? <laughs> I was thinking Marge from The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, that's better. Yeah, it was kind of Marge. Kind of a mix between both. Uh, I'll pull out yeah. a gold and then eight silver to also cover my um, uh, my order. Sure. Yeah, I pay Marge. Chinay. <laughs> Chinay. Marge. Okay, you do that. So that'll take a few days to get in, but... You're going to be here tomorrow, and then it would be another two days after that, basically. Two or three. So, Shanae, when, where, and what are games? She says, well, to start tomorrow, then you'll just have to head over to... And she pulls out a notebook. Sorry, most people have already entered a while ago. And they usually enter with someone else. You're actually going to meet at the well. Widow understands. Tomorrow at the well. Excellent. I look forward to the competition. Thank you, madam. No problem. If there's anything else you need, let me know. Maybe peace. Yep. All, All right. Head out. Anything else you guys want to do today? Don't think so. Ooh. 
then let's go to the guild house with Cirilla and Vlaverin. Uh Mostly I'm just curious. I figure they're probably a you know smithing hall in general, but there may be some people here who do training fighting sorts. So, so the, the guild house here, in some places, there will be separate guild houses, and then there will be smiths and armories and stuff. Sure. Here, it's it's the same. A lot of times, you'll find that the that in the smaller cities, then the the blacksmith will also serve as the tempered anvil guildhouse, for example. Right. Okay. Um. So you walk in and you see a a strong female half orc, oh. probably seven foot two ish, tall but like very tough, strong looking. There is no door on the working area where she is. It's just underneath the next floor of the building and just open. And then there looks like there's an indoor area leading to the shop, but Nima just looks to be working on weapons. Sorry, the half-orc looks, whose name you don't know, looks to be working on weapons. <laughs> uh, is she the only one in the... Right now, yeah. Okay. Um, when, when it looks like there's a good moment in her instruction that I wouldn't be interrupting. I just walk up and say, hello. I'm the Leverant. Nima. Nice to meet you, Nima. Are you the owner of this uh, guild house? Aye. You now see as you're closer that she is wearing... I don't have it yet. She's wearing not the guild robes. She just looks to be in normal working clothes. She looks to be in normal working clothes and she is just... just making stuff. She doesn't really stop her work as she's working because yeah. she can't. <laughs> but but she's listening to you. She's paying attention to you. Um, marvelous. I was wondering, um, obviously you you make a bunch of, of weapons and armor here, but are there any um, trainers, like people who would, would uh, be able to offer me instruction in, in fighting? Uh, she goes and she puts whatever she's working on. It looks like it's just like a short sword in the water, and you hear She turns back to you and she says, Sorry. We only make them, we don't train with them. Ah, okay. Well, I figured it was a chance anyway. Thank you for your help, Nima. Sure, anything else you need, come back. Will do. And I just take a cursory look around the shop at the uh, weapons that she has created. Ah, uh, make a perception check. Oh, that would be a, uh, nice. oh, nat 20. Nice. So it looks like she has a ton of weapons around just in the area. There's a whole rack of swords. There's a whole rack of axe heads, a couple of hammers. Um, and in one corner, you see a couple of really, it looks like all the work here is really, really good. And you see a couple of glaive heads as well. Ooh, shiny. I am immediately drawn to them, so I go over and look more specifically at the heads. Yeah, so they are curved, they have an edge, and it looks like they even might have some runic carvings in them. They don't look themselves to be magical, but they look ve very well made. I am nonetheless impressed. Yeah, shiny. Shiny, right. Um, Almost chrome looking, like they're really shiny. Cool. Uh, Nima, I'm I'm almost scared to ask, but how much would one of these 
exquisitely crafted glaive heads cost? For just the head? Or do you want the whole glaive? Oh, well, um... Well, I've got my own. I suppose you could just swap them out? Well, I could do that. Uh, that'll run you... Oh, damn. Glaives are expensive. <laughs> uh, without the... 15 gold. Ah, uh, well, that might be a bit more than I want to spend at this moment, but, but thank you. I'll keep that in mind. Entering the festival? Uh, yes. Yeah, we're competing tomorrow. You win that, you'll surely be able to afford it. Oh, is it a large pool of winnings then? Tends to be around, mm, give or take, 50 gold a person Ooh, in the winner's wow. purse. There must be a lot of entrance then. So, some of it comes from the entrance and... Some of it comes from just the money set aside for the event. But yeah, there tends to be almost 100 teams. Wow, that's a lot to compete against. Uh, Expecting less this year. <laughs> Best of luck. All right, thank you. And I'll head back out. All right. Is there anything else you guys would like to do today? I don't think so. I think we're ready to for this tournament. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Guido Lysander, is Lysander still staying with you? Or or uh, did you I, kick him out after a couple days? I, I think I would have found a room at an inn so it was not to impose after a okay. night or two. So I would be staying at an inn at this point. You would most likely be at Merchant's Rest. It's the fancier inn. Okay. Wow. There you go. It's a lot, it's a lot quieter than than the green harvest, and, and it could go either way. Your background would make you more inclined to want to stay in a place of luxury, and you could stay there. The green harvest would make you more fancy, but fancy here's a relative term. <laughs> Sorry, the, the merchant's dress is fancier, and the green harvest is more lively, yep. common, poor people. I'd do well as whichever one uh, that Guido would have taken me to. Spend enough time outside of or I'm from to be comfortable with. He would have shown you both. Yeah, I'll just have stayed at the um, what, at the green harvest then. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so Guido at this point would go home, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. So Guido goes home. The three of you didn't have a super meaningful conversation earlier, so you probably wouldn't actually like. You might talk to each other at the inn because you know each other now in exchange light conversation. As you're both in, in the downstairs area, it gets pretty full, pretty busy. You have a nice night. You don't know what's in store tomorrow, so you have a nice thing, and you all pass the time, go to bed, maybe exchange some pleasant conversation. If you'd like to roleplay that, we can. If not, we can assume it happened. Yeah. Oh, I'll just have been sitting probably at a corner table, having quiet dinner, flushing out my notes. In the notebook for the day. Okay. Yeah. Anything else anyone wants to do before bed? Yeah, I'll take a long rest. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Good work. Get all those hit die you expended. Great job, Guido. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you collect, all take collect my two hit die. Yeah. You all take a long rest as you rest up for tomorrow's events. Ooh. Excited, but nervous of what's to come. But in like a casual sort of way. Not in a I'm gonna die sort of way. <laughs> Let's see the other two things. <laughs>